An interesting HR files today about getting your pay cut at work, but staying employed. That's right. Plus, uh, a blood curse was oh. thrown around. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was definitely a first. And we also found out how much does Brian Riley know about fine dining. And we have somebody who are not wearing pants stealing pills. This, this is a wild ride today. A lot of characters. It's all on the podcast right now. Kelly and Wood have this in seconds. So that's the secret. I'm on another level right now. I'm seeing moves ahead of time. We have win the intern's lunch on the way next, but uh, we had an intern there for a second. What happened to her? Uh, I think she's going to be in later on this week. Okay. I going to say, did we lose another one already? Which means Brian Riley must man up. He always steps in when we don't have an intern. Oh, Back. I didn't even turn his mic on. That's, that's exactly how I feel. That's straight disrespectful, right? There. That shocks me 0%. Now, here's the thing. Brian Riley, you brought in an apple crisp last week. Oh, yeah. First one I've ever made. It was fantastic. Well, was it good? You. It was fantastic. And Kelly Jordan's been in your face. Oh. I don't like apple crisp. I don't like desserts, really. So. No, no. No, now you're changing your tune. Before I was like, oh, I don't like apple crisp. Yeah. Now it's desserts in general. Just I don't. I, I like cookies and ice cream. That's it. I'm not buying that. No. Anyways, so I want to test your fine dining cuisine skills here, Brian Riley. Well, I've been watching MasterChef. Now, are these about recipes or are these about etiquette? These are these are more along the lines of like high-end foods. Okay. Oh man, Woodward crush this one. Oh, I, whenever we go to a high-end restaurant, I look to I look to the big guy over here. These are actually at the top of the dome, if you will. I'm trying to me to get truffle butter one time on a steak. One I had never heard of truffle butter before, mm-hmm. except for a song, and it meant something totally different in a song. Yes. But it was one of the best steaks I ever had. I don't think I've ever gone to a restaurant where I've needed to wear like a nice shirt before. Oh, oh boy. Like I think the nicest might be like Red Lobster. Well, that's oh, like, good though, because that's that's good to know going into this for whoever plays when the interns lunch. Because okay. I've got some doozies here. <laughs> All right. So here's how this is gonna work. Call us up right now, 320-656-9453. That phone number will work no matter where you are listening right now. And you don't have to know the answers to these questions. You just had to guess. Will Brian Riley know the answer to these fine dining questions? That's right. Kelly and Wood. All right, we are playing Win the Intern's Lunch with Brian Riley stepping in for our intern today because we had one and I don't know what happened to her, but we'll get her back in the we'll get her back in the mix. Anyway, we got Cara ready to play this morning. Cara, what are you up to? I'm just dropping my kid off at the bus. Have a good day, school, little boy or girl. Little mom time, huh? Yes, they said have a good day at school. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you. That's right. manners right there. You're raising a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to see if you can take the food right out of Brian Riley's mouth? Of course. Now, would you ask him some fine dining questions? We've already recorded his responses. Right. Uh, you just have to guess will he get the answer right or wrong. Okay. Now, the first question I asked him, what is foie gras? <laughs> will he know that? Um, no. All right. Let's see what Brian Riley said. All right, Brian. What is foie gras? <laughs> and by the way, I nailed that pronunciation. Foie- you did. Say that again. Foie gras. Uh, can I get the definition of origin, please? All right. Foie gras. <laughs> Here, this is what I know. I watch a lot of shows. I watch MasterChef. I don't think they cook a foie gras. But I think foie gras. Mm-hmm. Am I even saying that right? I, I thought it had an R in it. Frog gras? Frog gras? It's silent. Frog gras. Frog gras. Frog gras. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I saw it in an episode of uh, Friday Night Lights. Is it a dove? Is it a bird? Well. Is it like a pigeon? A pigeon? No. Okay. No? no. Frog gras is actually the fatty liver of a duck or a goose that they force feed. It's, uh, it's actually, I think, illegal in the United States now. Is it kind of like Braunschweiger? Isn't that what like Braunschweiger is? You, can't even, eat that? you yeah. can't even eat it here? Well, you pores can't. <laughs> <laughs> always finding a way to remind us we don't make as much as he does. I, I had it once and it was awful. So was it really? Yeah, don't feel bad. I've always wanted to try and fry a piece of Braunschweiger. Yeesh. I know. I know. It's, it's super Wouldn't that tra- just melt? I don't know. Anyway, back to Cara No one's ever tried. Sorry, Cara. Sorry. You got that one right, Cara, so you're good. You're one for one right now. You just got to get two out of three, okay? Now, the second question I asked him is, what kind of fish produces beluga caviar? Will he get that right or wrong? Um, I want to say yes. He'll know. You get that one right? All right, let's see. What kind of fish produces beluga caviar? Oh, Oh, I always thought it came from beluga whales. (laughs) It's a mammoth egg. Beluga is beluga caviar the black one that that was that the one it that Tom be black. is that the one that Tom Hanks ate in the movie Big where he was choking. 
I don't know. Okay. Well, that doesn't help my cause. All right. Uh, let's see. Beluga is a whale. Yes. A whale is not a fish. That type of fish is in the ocean. I'm going to go with salmon. Incorrect. Yeah. Oh, is it tuna? It's a sturgeon, actually. Oh, hey. Ugh. I don't want that. Oh, Kara, he didn't get that one. Yeah, too bad his question was, do fish live in the ocean or anything about the movie Big? But you're still alive, Kara, okay? Okay. Your third and final question I asked Brian Riley. Fresh coriander is also called what? Will he get this right or will he get it wrong? Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. You don't think he's going to get this one? No. All right, let's see this for all the marbles for Brian Riley's lunch. We're going to herbs, man. <laughs> Fresh coriander is also called what? Oh, I think I know this. I actually think because anytime I look up a recipe, it's like, oh, it's for coriander. I'm like, what is what is that? Mm. Is that? But coriander is also known as cilantro. Cilantro? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Hey, fine dining. You're welcome. Oh, Kara, you you couldn't crack the code this morning. You get inside Brian Riley's head. That's actually probably a good thing, though. Ah, oh, shoot. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yes, it is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes. Well, that's where we are at a pharmacy. I should mention, it's 4.45 in the morning. Now, this is not a 24-hour pharmacy, Kelly. (laughs) So the doors were closed, right? Business was shut down. But we had 36-year-old Aaron Eibacher. Now, Eibacher needed some medicine. Now, he's pulled up and say, ah, crap. Place is closed. Wait till tomorrow. Maybe take his prescription somewhere else? No. Because he wouldn't be on Trash Flash if he did. Right. In fact, Eibacher didn't even have himself a prescription to begin with. That's where he pulled up in the Dodge Ram, got out, and started wailing on the window with a crowbar. Now, I mentioned it was 4.45 in the morning, right? Yeah. The moon was out. <laughs> and not the moon in the sky. That's because Eibacher was wearing no pants during this. Wailing on this window he couldn't get through. So, did he figure, you know what, maybe this is a sign from the good Lord above to straighten out and get some pants on? I should get my life in order. Nope. Instead, he climbed back into that truck, bare-cheeked and all, and then rammed his truck through the front door of the pharmacy. At this point in time, he hopped out and, well, helped himself to $3,000 worth of prescription drugs. Oh, Lord. And then fled the scene bare-bottomed. When authorities showed up, sure enough, there's a truck. There's no one to be found. The truck, by the way, was reported stolen earlier that day. Oh, that would suck. The good news is they were able to go in and figure out with uh, quick fingerprints who it was. Because, A, Eibacher had been arrested 15 times previous, and two, well, he was butt naked on camera, all outside and inside the pharmacy. They quickly pulled up to his house where... By the way, he had all the prescription drugs and still was not wearing pants. Oh, for Pete's sake, dude. Authorities quickly said, oh, gross, put on some pants and let's go to jail. He's been arrested and is now being held on $72,000. Dang. I bet that happens a lot, though, with addicts or whatever. They're probably like, I'm just, I need these drugs. I'm going to just crash right to the front of this thing. Put some pants on. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a better way. Yeah, nobody needs it that bad. There's man. a better Pay way to time. do it. All right, let's get this one a score, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was wailing on the uh, he was wailing on the pharmacy with a crowbar trying to break the glass. That's trash. I'm gonna give that 175 points right there. Mm-hmm. Then uh, up in the ante, driving right through the front. That's not the drive-through, sir. Coming in hot. 200 points for that right there. Well, it's drive-through now. Doing it pants less. Bottom in front of the Lord and everything. I'm gonna get that 175 points right there. Um, just uh, I I don't know what what the, there's got to be more here. 
Um, how about the fact that he's been arrested 15 times? Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah. I was too busy on the sound effects over here. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear that part. Uh, 15 times, that's going to get you 200 points that's trash. in the trash. That's super trashy. Holy cow. And he was arrested yet again at 75. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we got a good score here. Are you ready? By the way, that's your stolen truck. I, I don't want it back. No. That man's bag's <laughs> been all over my heated leather seats. No, thanks. I can't get that clean. Like, Lord, please let that thing be totaled. Yeah. I'll be walking through, but like kicking it. Like, I'll just miss this dent. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for our score, Wood? Come on. Today, our gentleman pants less inside of the of the pharmacy, earns himself a respectable 825 points. Kelly and Wood. This story is going to hit close to home here for you, Kelly. Jordan. Okay. All I'm right. Listening. Now, here's the deal. We've heard about the day the music died. Yes. The band refused to leave the field. (laughs) Well, someone in Alabama took that just a little bit too far. That's because an Alabama high school band director had his students playing after a high school football game. Okay. Now, both bands were out there. They were kind of doing like a little bit of a battle thing. Like they're both playing back for very neat. Fun. Yeah. But they said, guys time to go wrap it up and sure enough well the one school said okay cool no problem let's get out of here the other school no the band director said no we're gonna keep playing kept on a playing now multiple police officers requested the band to stop from performing and you need to leave the band no i'm surprised the kids weren't like hey can we go (laughs) boy talk about like following your director's lead yeah dude it's 11 o'clock on a friday (laughs) i've got three beers to drink over at jimmy's house let's go well the cops say that after trying multiple times to get the band director johnny mims to stop they tempted to place him under arrest what the heck is this guy thinking that's when he shoved a police officer and said i won't leave I'm just picturing the director like bouncing his hand around, you know what I mean? And they're trying to, no, I got to keep directing. We, we started the waterfall. Remember, they started hot cross buns first, <laughs> then them. Well, that's when authorities said, all right, enough of this, and tased them. <laughs> right there on the field. How does that guy go back to work the next day? <laughs> Hey, guys, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what got into me. Guys. The music, the rhythm got me. <laughs> Gloria Stefan was right. Once it gets you, you can't stop. But sure enough, he was arrested and taken to jail. This was not This was borderline trash flash. It was. Can I tell you that having a daughter in marching band, a lot of parents and a lot, they take it very seriously, which I like. I like yeah. that they take it very seriously because it's teaching my daughter discipline mm-hmm. and everything else. But sometimes I'm like, man, can we ease up just a smidge on this here? Take it back a notch, guys. <laughs> right? But I shouldn't say that because the passion is a good thing mm-hmm. for marching band. But uh, Well, I, when the taser comes out, that's I think we can back off on the passion. It's time to shut her down. But hey, uh, look. Honestly, I wonder, it'd be funny if the band just kept playing <laughs> as, the, as the guy's getting tased. Or as they sped up as he's like, you know, shaking from the taser. Yeah. They switch to a different song. <laughs> oh, more time. <laughs> We got the craziest thing you might hear all day on the way next. And you know what? I like to delve into the deep things here and find a few things. Yeah. Today's a good one. Kelly Wood. The craziest thing that you might hear all day. This story is awesome. Now, I find this to be an insane talent. Have you ever seen someone hand paint pinstripes on a car? No. Really? I, but it, it would be amazing to see that because I would think that you would have to tape a line down the side. Uh-uh. It's all done by hand, and it is crazy to see. In fact, the, the, like the paintbrush they use, Yeah. here's a fact of the day. It's going to blow your mind. Let's go. That's squirrel hair. Really? They use squirrel hair to do paint, uh, to pinstripe. So they found that that's probably the perfect consistency yeah and i guess like the and like their their ability to do it all is really neat and there's a ton of people that do this and do it very well but there's only one guy who does it on rolls royces okay this man is named mark court now the cool thing about him he used to be a sign painter now as you can imagine that was a tough business yeah. a while ago. Well, he got hired by Rolls-Royce back in 2003, and he is now the only person in the company allowed to pinstripe a Rolls-Royce. It's a busy guy. And 
Check this out. You want to talk about some pressure? I guess how many Rolls Royces do they sell a year, though? Well, I, I would imagine more than you would think, but we're talking about these cars run, on average, about $250,000. He is the final step in the car's production. Uh, what a boring job that would be, though. Like, every day you're like, all right, time to go paint a stripe. But it's not, because he can do whatever the customer wants. In fact, he has done flowers, Horse heads. A lot of people request initials to be put in the pinstripes. Okay. And he does it all. Now, again, I talk about pressure. Yeah. If he screws it up, the car has to go back in, be stripped down, and repainted from the base up. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, like, it is. That's a lot of pressure, man. (laughs) Dang, that's a lot of pressure. Like, you know, these cars are usually custom ordered. So, you can imagine if I paid $250,000 and you told me my car's going to be ready on Thursday. Yeah. That car best be ready on Thursday. Well, he is the only person he does it. He rarely takes vacation because he says he took a vacation once, and when he came back, he was struggling. He says he has to keep his focus, so he rarely takes vacations on this. Holy cow. Hand makes all of his brushes and everything, and by the way, he's well paid. Now, they don't disclose this, sadly, but they say it's well over six figures. Dang. Man, that was good, Wood. I wish I would have had something that good for maybe it's just me. And like, and if I'm telling you, if you have a moment, you know, whatever you're doing, free time and stuff, if you ever look it up on, you know, social medias will have like reels and things like that or YouTube yeah. channels to see like people who really do well done pinstriping. It is crazy to see how they just can all of a sudden whoop and draw a perfect line. Yeah, it is really cool. So if you see a Rolls Royce out there and you see those lines on it. This man painted him. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. I'm going to tell you about a guy from India named Perkram. Perkram has a condition that only affects about 4% of the entire world's population. Okay. It's called hypersomnia. Now, they didn't know what this was when he was when he was younger. He's in his 40s now, and he finally got diagnosed with this. Perkram can sleep sometimes 20 to 25 days straight. Jeez, that's called a coma. But it's not a coma because you can kind of rustle him and he'll uh, what, huh? But then he'll go right back to sleep. Now they, like I said, they, this makes it impossible for him to live a normal life. And they say this is the most extreme case of hypersomnia they've ever seen. It's the same thing that causes insomnia in some people, but it's just reversed. And this never goes away. Like he'll, this will be the rest of his entire life. So he can't hold down a job. He can't drive. And you said this is 4% of the people. 4% of the population has hypersomnia. Jeez. So if there's eight, we'll round up to 8 billion people on the face of the earth. 4% of that oh would be. Oh, here we go. What, 32 million people or something? Mm-hmm. Like that? Yeah, it's pretty Some, much identical. Somewhere around there. Hey. Spot on. But either way, can you imagine that? And his family that lives with him says it's terrifying because sometimes they just can't wake him up. And he's just laying there sleeping. They say he sleeps the equivalent of about 300 days out of the year. That means you got you got 65 days a year to get things done. Jeez. How does he eat? There's no way it's 4%. That'd be like 3.1 million people on Earth would have that. Okay, that's not that many when you think of how big the Earth is. Are we sure Kelly's math wasn't right? But a lot. I, well, I said 32 million. My decimal was in the wrong place. But either way... This is the most extreme case they've ever seen. A lot of people will have it where they'll sleep for three days straight, yeah. right? This is the first time they've ever seen someone get into the double digits sleeping for 20, 25 days. It can't be healthy. No. Like, how does he get nutrition in that time? Right. And I and I actually read through this to see because I wanted to have those answers. Like, drink. Like, water. Yeah. But think- they they say that they can, like, like you can, he'll come to for a second. So maybe in those few seconds... He has a insure or something, and then conk, conks right back. But if you're sleeping all the time, how much nutrition do you really need? Well, you're still, you know, still moving. I'm like, you, you know, your body's still going, you're breathing, all that stuff. You're still burning. But calories. people, people fast for a month. You yeah. need water, though. You That's what I'm saying. The water is what drives. So maybe he wakes up, has a little bit of water, and then goes right back to sleep. That guy's living in the matrix. This yeah. thing, that guy's dreaming for 20, 25 days straight. There's no getting out of that. Reality would seem more like a dream then, right? Oh, yeah. Than your dreams. He thinks he's Neo. Yeah. Ugh. Huh? That is, a, that, that is just awful to me. Yeah. Like, I, that, that just sounds worse than anything. He looks absolutely miserable. Well. I mean, the dude looks like 
And think of the relationships with your friends and your family. Like, And they say that people who have mild cases of this, they can sometimes save it with the proper medications, but his is so severe they don't know what to do for him. Like Sarah texting in, doesn't he have to use the restroom? He probably just uses the bathroom on himself. Oh, gross. Ooh. But also, if you're not eating and not drinking, then you know how much are you actually going to the bathroom? Who knows, man? There's a lot of questions to this one that were not answered by this article that I read. He wakes up like Austin Powers in the first movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every single time he gets up. Uh, that one. I, would, I would take insomnia over this any I'm day. I'm sad the- for this fella. Dude, he looks, at, like I said, he looks like miserable. Mm. Could you imagine falling asleep and it's summer and you wake up and it's fall? Right. All of a sudden, you're where'd the leaves go? Yeah. Wake me up when September ends. Where's my dog? We'll try. (laughs) All right. Well, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bum you guys out with this one. Brought me down, man. Just found it was really super interesting. I thought sleeping 12 hours was excessive. Yeah. Well, that is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's that's super lazy, dude. All right. Yeah. I'll get I'll get just nine hours instead. My bad. There you go. I'm sorry. Get four like me. Shape up. (laughs) I'm I'm always operating on the razor's edge. That's not good either. Yeah. Yeah. They get happy medium. That's why I have to take a nap on the way home every day. This ain't about me. This is about Perkram. Yeah. And this is about a fact that maybe only I find interesting. And today it kind of bums you guys out, but I thought it was something that we should all talk about. And I'll have another one for you tomorrow. And if you don't like it, don't care. Because <laughs> maybe it's just me. Kelly and Wood. If you fancy yourself a football fan, well, you are in the right place because... We got your shot at going to a Vikings game right now. You just got to guess while I get the answer to this question, this football question, right or wrong. We have Sarah on the phone with us right now, ready to play. Sarah, what are you doing? Um, it's my day off. Just drop the kids off at daycare, and I'm going to go do some golfing. Some golfing? Yeah. All right. Good for you. Nice day. Mom, oh, stay it. out. Yeah, self-care day. Heck Yeah. Awesome. Well, we want to get you qualified in for this fantastic package to go see the Vikings take on the 49ers. But it's not on you, Sarah. You are putting your faith or maybe lack thereof in Kelly Jordan. (laughs) All right. So I'm about to ask Kelly Jordan a football question. You tell me if he gets it right or if he gets it wrong. Kelly Jordan. Yep. The Minnesota Vikings play in the NFC North. What other three teams play? In the NFC North. Now, think on that for a second. Sarah, will Kelly Jordan get this question right, or will he get it wrong? He has to get all three teams? All three teams. I'm going to say he's going to get it wrong. I don't blame you, Sarah. That's a a solid move right there. (laughs) All right, Kelly. I I know him. You you know him? All right, well, hold on. I'm pretty sure. Let me see if I can get through this here. Now, of course, if you do nail it, we're going to go to the texter, so... Okay, so the AFC North, you said? NFC. NFC North. Okay. Now, North Dakota doesn't have a team. South Dakota doesn't have a team. Iowa doesn't have a team. Mm -hmm. All right? So they're feeling pretty good right now. (laughs) (laughs) So there's us. I'm guessing, wait, there's three teams total or there's three other teams? There's three other teams. Damn. All right. Here's my guess. Are you ready? Yep. I'm going to say Green Bay Packers. Correct. Chicago Bears. Correct. Detroit Lions. Damn it. <laughs> my God, he's right. Is that right? Oh, my God. I almost said the Kansas City Chiefs, too, because I was like, I was trying to think of any oh. teams in the north. Holy cow. Sarah, I'm not going to lie. I think he had that one, Kelly. Oh, man. Wow. I could leave now, and I would have had a successful radio career. Yeah. Wow. Well... Kelly Jordan, your your victory is the texter's victory. Start texting the word football right now to get yourself qualified. Sorry, Sarah. Sarah, you can start texting right Thank now, you. though. I will. Kelly and Wood. My work wants to start taking my money back. That's what we have up today in the HR files as we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Now, that's an interesting one. This one didn't want to come on air. Okay. Send it in. Direct message to the Kelly and Wood Instagram page. So all I'm right. going to read this off here, all right? All right. It says... I understand my work is struggling right now. My superior came to me and said that they need to reevaluate my pay scale. Now, mind you, all of my stuff is still being done. I have still hit all my metrics, all good write-ups, everything. But they're saying that they'll have to reevaluate whether or not they can pay me. And if not, they may take my money away. Mm -hmm. 
Is this okay? <clears throat> well, <laughs> you know, a company can change your pay scale, but they can't like take your pay back. So I guess that's something that, you know, it kind of sounds like they want to take your money. Mm-hmm. Just be clear that if, if they've already paid you and it's all on the up and up and they didn't overpay you or they didn't do anything like that, like they can't come back and say, well, actually, you're going to have to back pay us like 500 bucks because we're changing your pay scale. Right. What, um, what if it's an accounting mistake? If it's an accounting mistake, you're not that's not money that you were in line to make. So it'd be just like if the federal government overpaid you a thousand dollars on your tax return. Spent it. It's not well. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it's not yours. To, it's not yours. It's not your it money. Ain't. It's in my account. Yeah. And that jet ski looks like it's mine. I mean, it's awkward because I've overpaid people. Really? Oh, oh yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. What'd you do? You don't think I'm perfect? Uh, like paying somebody to do a game, you know, call us a high school yeah. game, put it on the wrong line, paid somebody 350 and the other person was supposed to get it. Mm. Oh, so, so it wasn't like big money. No. Okay. Um, generally the system will catch things like that. Okay. It's kind of a dummy proof thing, but yeah, you got to ask the person, Hey, can I believe it or not? If I pay you would, and I really screw up, let's say I paid you Twenty thousand dollars. Okay. So pay cut. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. I can I actually started paying I, attention. I can claw it back right out of your bank account. That's messed up. But it can only be within three days. Generally, you have to have ver- you have to have either a verification from the employee, okay, or like if you accidentally paid a terminated employee. I mean, there's you have to be really careful on how you do those sorts of things because there's wage theft and all these other. Yeah. So you, as a as an employer, you can go and change someone's pay, even though you've hired them. Say, I'm going to pay you this. And, you know, X what amount of dollars, but now you, we're changing it. You've got to be really careful about, like, duties and responsibilities because as the, like, the employee, I mean, there's not a lot you could really go back, but, like, if they're changing your pay by 25% and well, you're saying. still doing the same job, like, where's, you know, what, like, what sort of research has been gone into this? Do, are, is the company just bleeding money and they have to do that? If that's the case... The, the labor market is so tight right now as far as being able to find employees. You could probably go somewhere else and find the same, get paid the same amount yeah. and not have to worry about this place that's probably, you know, trying to tighten the hatches a little bit. I'll tell so, you this, the, the radio station that I worked at a while ago, like this would have been, it was like 2011 or something like that. They came to me and were like, hey, we're going to, we need to cut your pay by 8%. And it was, it was everybody throughout the building. Now yeah. you didn't have to take the pay cut. But I was like, well, how does it look if I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. You, you can't cut my... And then they ended up firing me anyway later You're going to be on but, the bread line. Mm, but I, I mean, thought, I remember during COVID, during the first couple of weeks of COVID, we had talked to companies. I mean, companies were talking about pay cuts across the board. Yeah. But I asked in 2008 when I got let go from a radio station, I was like, can't you guys just cut my pay instead of firing me? And they're like, no, because when you cut employees' pay, it makes for disgruntled employees. And so we, yeah. we just, we're going to let you go. And I'm like, I won't be disgruntled, I yeah. promise. Yeah. I'm just very disgruntled. Just, just let me... Yeah, just let me keep showing up somewhere every day. Oh, that was a terrible. That's a terrible memory. I hate thinking about it. Yeah, don't, don't cry, Kelly. I'm not. I'm good. What it's were you okay. wearing? <laughs> I don't know. But I remember when they when they fired me, I got so upset, I threw up. I vomited. <laughs> I think, I think you've told me that probably before. Did you do it in the room during? No, I got up and ran out of the room crying, and then I threw up in the bathroom. Oh man! And everyone looked at each other like, "That's why we're firing them." Yeah, but but look at but Thanks, Kelly. Look at you now. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. All right, All right. Well, cool. <laughs> it's time for the good news. Brian Zenzen, thank you so much. All right, yes, on the no happy problem. hour now. So this is out of Clovis, California. That's actually where my brother lives. But a guy named John Satello is an employee at the local Costco. Now, he was kind of just doing his thing around there. He's a stock. He stocks the shelves and does things like that. And he noticed a case of water that was kind of sitting out of place. Like someone had maybe put it on their cart, returned it, whatever. He didn't really understand what was going on. But when he went to grab it, he noticed there was an envelope kind of stuffed in the top of it. So he thought, well, that's kind of odd. Clearly, this is somebody's property that fell off of somebody's cart or something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he goes, pulls the envelope out, opens it up. Inside the envelope is $3,940. Okay. What do you mean, okay? It's a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Why you leave? Go on. Let's let me continue. Allow right. me to continue. Now, John Satello could have been like, "Dope summer." The uh, next, uh, whatever. The rest of my summer is going to be awesome. The Lord bless me. I got almost four grand sitting in my pocket now, but he didn't do that. John Satello is going to be employee of the month at this particular Costco, so he went to his manager and says, "Hey, look what I found." Now, thanks to a membership card that was inside, and thanks to surveillance videos, 
they were able to find the person who had left that money behind. Here's John talking about it. It was crazy because when my manager um, walked me outside and the member was right there, she was shaking my hand for like a good 20 seconds. I'm like, dang. She said that money was to buy things for her children to go back to school. And without that money, she would have been sunk. Mm. Now, I don't know why you're walking around with four grand in cash in an envelope. And that's what I'm saying. Like, put that on a debit card or something like that. Or a purse. That's a that's a good op- option as well. A pocket. That's another good option. Mm-hmm. Not an envelope stuffed inside of a case of water. Right. But you're missing the good part of this story. True. Our focus shouldn't be on this woman, woman losing four grand. It should be on John Satello, who said, here's four grand. It's cash, untraceable. Right. But I'm going to do the right thing. Dang. Good for him. Heck yeah. And you know what? He made employee of the month. Well, I hope so. He did it. They put his name up on a plaque and everything. Did he get a $4,000 check for it? I don't think so. And he didn't say that that woman even cracked him off like a 20 for being honest. Come on. But he didn't do Maybe it. For she the, did. Well, he didn't do it. He didn't. Let's believe in the good. Uh, what? He didn't do it for the glory. He did it for the story. I don't take that. That actually doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But either way, I'm not taking that money. I don't know. He's a better person than we are, and that's why we, you and I are having a hard time understanding this one. That's true. I can't wrap my mind around it. <laughs> right. But that thank God there's people like John Satello out there. We need more people like that. Absolutely. And I'll bring these stories to you every single day. We will shine a light on them and hopefully it'll create a ripple effect and we'll get more stories like this. That's what I want. We'll do it every day thanks to Audio Video Extremes. That was your happy hour. <laughs> These people are looking for love. Oh, yeah. I love it. We'll help them find it. Come on. It's Connections with Kelly and Wood. Oh, yeah. Wood has scoured the internet to find a couple who almost had love, but didn't quite make it. So we use 100,000 watts of radio power to see if we can thrust them together. Oh, my. This one's just labeled Renaissance Fair. Mm. Male for female. Turkey leg. I'm trying to find the wood elf that was wearing the long green dress that placed a curse on me Sunday. Dropped a spell on you. I am the tall, elegant knight in the black blood armor of the Forgotten Realm. Nerd alert! Watch yourself. Sorry, I went off on its own. I didn't even show some respect. That's a that's an uh, apparently a knight. It was just in blood armor. I don't know what that means. I was actually trying to flirt with you. But you stayed in character and kept saying that my people slaughtered your friends and family. You then placed a blood curse on me. My friends and I laughed it off, and I figured that, eh, I just struck out. But when I got to my car, I had a flat tire. Oh, no. Since then, I've also lost my wallet. My pet fish died. And my TV and microwave have both stopped working. That blood curse is real, man. And let me tell you, as a single fella, if your microwave and TV are out... It's done. You you may die. Can I ask a question? You've been to the Renaissance Fair, festival, whatever. Yes. Can you just go like, hey, time out, time out. Can we we get out of character for a second? As someone who didn't even get into character, (laughs) I could... But, I just wonder, like, hey, she won't get out of character if you can be like, hey, hold on a second here. I'm actually trying to talk to a human. Milady. Now, usually, now I'm getting back to the story here. Oh, sorry. Now, usually I don't buy into this weird stuff, says the guy in blood armor. But hey, uh, Okay. But this has absolutely freaked me out, and I want to find you to release this curse. So he's not even looking for a love connection. <laughs> Ironically enough. I don't even want to take you out anymore. Just free me of this, please. (laughs) I promise you I wasn't being rude. I just thought you were cute. And now I have this cloud of misery following me. If you know of this person or you are this person, please help me out if you know who this was. Some may say that even dating is a cloud of misery. Some. Oh, all right. (laughs) Just saying. Mr. Kelly, why you say that on the air? Listen, hopefully she can drop this blood curse. Otherwise, hopefully there's a way he can do it for himself. There's yeah, gotta maybe be. he cleanse himself? Could be. There's got to be a way to do it. Go back to the Renaissance Festival. Maybe they have something there for you. There's probably a mage walking around. Right. <laughs> hey, are you my accountant? Yeah. Well, what, so you didn't even need to make a love connection on this one. Well, but I'm I'm rooting for this. To get, uh, this guy's in a world of hurt. To get the curse dropped? Well, I mean, come on. Microwave and your TV? 
But we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh my! Hopefully this guy stays in touch if he can, if he hears this mm-hmm. and let us know if that blood curse got dropped. Or his radio's broke. Or that too. And we'll have another one next week. I bet you will, won't you? Oh my. And you'll see if you can't help two people come together in love in a little something called Misconnection. Kelly and Wood. We said goodbye to her. The bluegill is no longer. D-E-D dead. You'll hear the whole story right now. and it's You know, it's still tender. It's hard to say. No, it's gone. This is our bonus track. It's our first break of the day. We tack it on the end of the podcast. Kelly and Wood. All right. We're off to a wild start here in this month. What was that you just sprayed in your mouth? I don't even know. It's like some numbing. So you're a little bit under the weather this morning. Uh, uh, Woods, I know Woods, Woods play hurt or whatever Woods work. I I, Woods I know that Woods work. <laughs> I, I know disrespectfully you haven't said something different. What? No, Woods do work. Woods work. Woods work. What are I you know. talking about? But I know that you're feeling sick. And you're like, oh man, I have chills. I'm like, well, cool. I just touched the same door handle as you, so now I'm gonna get sick. Uh-huh. Plus, I'm literally four feet from your mouth at uh-huh. all times. <laughs> this is the worst spray in the history of sprays. <laughs> you're about to vomit, dude. It's that it was oral anesthetic spray. So I spray this so I can talk, and okay. it says cherry flavor. That's a damn lie. <laughs> There is no way that tastes like cherry. That tastes like feet. Boy, you got sick quick, man. It started last night. Last night it started. I sent you a link, by the way. Okay. Oh, you're going to try and act like I'm the one. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it'd be nice if somebody has some decorum around here. (laughs) But no, yesterday, around like 6 o'clock, I just knew it. I was like, oh, no. Especially with your finely tuned machine. That's the thing. It knew something was askew. When something's wrong in the Ferrari engine, (laughs) things start rattling and bopping and booping. I I don't want to talk about engines right now, if that's okay. It's too soon. We'll talk about it after 6 o'clock, since that's when I brought it up yesterday. All right. But uh, it was a... Oh, that taste is still... (laughs) Honestly, this is almost as bad as my throat being on fire. Which is is better? Which is worse? I don't know. Why don't you get some tea or some cider? I I, Look, I cannot drink green tea. I like green tea. No, actually, no, I take that back. I don't like it, but I know it has good benefits for you. It's awful. It tastes like hay. Yes. To me, it tastes like a barn. (laughs) Like when I walk into a barn, I'm like, ah, green tea. They must make that here. All tea tastes bad to me. Yeah. Now, you're right. Green tea has a distinct... It tastes like wheat. Yeah. Grass flavor, (laughs) whatever you would like to call it. It is just... Funky is all get out, but all tea. I, I cannot choke down tea. I got to get back on my green tea cake. I've been drinking these Mio energy drinks for way too long. Lord knows what that's doing to my insides. I think that's fine. And they're so good, too, that I, I drink so much of it. Isn't that all natural? It's, hell no, it ain't oh. natural. The color ain't natural. There's taurine in it, which I think is bad for your guts. What is that? I don't. It's in energy drinks, and I know it ain't good for you. Remember that dude who died from drinking too many monster Energy yeah, drinks, but like those, because there's but like he, well, people, he was drinking like ten a day, right? Which I, anything ten a day is probably going to get you at some point, right? People have water, you know, heart attacks on the stuff, and then they're like, yeah. "Well, he drinks sixteen, you know, energy yeah. drinks a day." Well, dude, what's the matter with you? You know what? I want to get more details on how that kid died taking the chip challenge, and I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm like, how did that dude die? What? I all those that was that a non sequitur. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, but all those things that I do hear about, because, you know, we hear about these things all the time, you know, like, oh, so-and-so died because of the, this, right? And it's instantaneous, this. Yeah. And then if you ever do any digging a month later, it's like, oh, well, wait, he had, you know, an underlying whatever. Maybe he had ulcers or whatever and, it was. And I don't know if that was the case in this situation. So I, I just think sometimes we immediately jump. We're a microwave society where we want all the answers right away. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not how it goes. And then... Okay, well, if we're not going to get it, well, I'll just take the first thing that I found. And he obviously died from this chip, bon voyage. Yeah. I, I got to feel like there's something else to that story. Could be. But I want, I want answers. Either way, want now. what's that? And you want them now. That's right. I think I deserve them. Oh, that spray's still in my mouth. Well, good. Maybe it'll keep, your, keep you lubed up so we can get going here. Watch this. Your throat I'm talking about. Laura says warm up one cup of water, a teaspoon of honey, fresh lemon juice, gargle this, then swallow it. Yeah, We, just, we, we don't have all that stuff at the ready here. No, we don't. But now, Actually, we might in that refrigerator. I don't know. Carrie texted in, hot water with honey and lemon is good as well. So there's a lot of people coming through this. Okay, maybe I, I can try that when I get home. Right. If you feel worse tomorrow, stay home. 
Let me see. Let me you see. Like if I can, that, I, oh, I'd love it as a matter yeah, of fact. You know. Let me see what I can do on my own. I, honest to God, so I got up at two a.m. and I thought to myself, I can't do it today. I can't do it. But I laid there, insulted myself a little bit, <laughs> rose from the ashes. You're weak. I, I, I literally said, "I was like, come on, Wood. What, what, what is the matter with you? Go get Kelly sick. You're pathetic. Go in and get Kelly sick too. Get up. Mis- <clears throat> misery oh. loves company. <laughs> that spray came up for a second. Get up." And handle your business like a man. Like All a man. Right. Provide for your family. All right. Take it easy. You know you get paid even if you're not here. I do. Well, <laughs> you do I, have sick days. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs> now, Come on. Everybody, it's time to have some fun. We're doing quick mixes all morning. Oh, man. I just. A I, country quick mix marathon. Oh, that's what I'm going to do the next time you're sick. I'm going to do a country quick mix marathon. Don't come in tomorrow. I want to try that. Oh, keep it on the ready. We may not We may not get there today. <laughs> right. Or we may get there. I can't be I can't be held liable for what I I will say. carry you, King. Thank you. I will carry you. All right, should we do should we start this thing? Come on. Does my tongue look red to you? Yes. Oh well, that's good. It is. Yeah, just don't even acknowledge what I just did. That's cool. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. I thought we didn't want to I actually don't know what you said. I'm in one of those fogs. Oh, I hate that. Where all of a sudden you just uh, honest to God, when I went to go back there to make that tea earlier. Yeah, I thought to myself, I was like, I got to go do something else, and I, like I couldn't move. I, I, when I was drinking all the time, and I would come in here in the mornings, that's how I felt all the time, and I just hated Ugh. myself for it. I was like, everybody else is living a normal life, and I'm this. I just, I, I feel like I, just, I couldn't move for a minute. Yeah, I just was like, I got to go do this, but well, I'm so glad you came in. I don't want to. Hey. You're like an energy vampire. Right no, now. Woods work. Woods work. <laughs> and they complain and they, oh, and then you squirt yourself in the mouth of that stuff and you're like, uh, oh, don't even make me think of that. You this, know, this is that time of year, though, where I, I have no idea how teachers do it. Oh, man, I know. I have no idea how you teachers go to work every day and deal with these kids with their runny noses, the coughing, and uh, like, look, I love my children. I give my life for my children in oh, this yeah. blink of an eye. Sometimes I want to kick them across the room. Like, how do you go to school, lick all the doorknobs, and then come home and spit it directly into my mouth? My wife started a new job this year working at a uh, kind of a preschool, but it's for kids that maybe need a little extra attention, okay. if that makes any sense. And uh, she says, one of these kids... And I'm not like I'm not making fun of the kid, but she, my wife is like, I know I'm gonna get sick. She's like, one of these kids constantly has like, uh, what would you call it when like the the, the boogers kind of just spread across your cheeks? Yeah, gross. What would you call that? Booger wings? No, I just call it gross. We'll call it booger wings. That's disgusting. And the kid constantly has them. Mm-hmm. And my wife is like, I, I'm gonna get sick. And it, like I understand, kids do get sick. Right, and kids are kids, man. But man alive, I just, I knew it. When I, Murphy just walked in, she's like, I got a runny nose. I was like, uh, that's it. Dad's going down. Because uh, 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 like, uh, you operate on the razor's edge at all times. Well, and my body's so fine. You know, it's <laughs> right. it's doing so many other things. Sometimes I can't defend myself with my white blood cells. My white blood cells are too busy, you know, coming up with ideas. And Speaking of kids, you know what I realized? And we'll, we'll do this real quick because I, I, we got a six o'clock is coming fast. But oh, my. Have you noticed that parents, like, with our kids, that we use their slang a lot more than our parents ever used ours? Like, you know how sometimes you go, like, let's go, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and, like, I was noticing that when I was working with these parents the other day, and, like, parents will say sus or whatever. I will never say that. No, but but sometimes I was like, I don't think my parents knew one single slang word, because I saw it on TV the other day. It was like, parents have a hard time deciphering what their kids are saying. I'm like, I don't think my parents ever knew one slang word that I used. Hmm. Like, if I said, da bomb. Or dope, or you know, all those type of things. My parents didn't know. I don't know if I've ever said those. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a child of the '90s, man. We said dub. Oh, that's the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> my parents never said that. But uh, like when I'm working with these parents, volunteering my time for marching band, I'll hear parents go like, "Let's go." Well, let's go. That I get that from sports. Okay. Well, I just I hear a lot of kids saying it. Okay. Well, I didn't, yeah, congrats to me, I guess. Maybe yeah, I, I stumbled onto dude, something. Dude, you're on the cutting edge. I will never say sus, though, ever. I've I've ever. found myself saying it. Uh, I can't. <laughs> and if I do, if you ever hear me say it and not in a completely mocking tone, you have free reign to punch me in the <laughs> right in the ear. 
Well, I don't even have to see you coming. It's amazing to me, too, how, like, I like a lot of the music that my kids like, right? Mm -hmm. My parents' music was old. Like, my parents just always seemed old as hell. Like, it seemed like they didn't even know what anything that was going on in the world when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. I'm not going to lie to you. If we drug your kids in here, jabbed them in the arm with some truth serum, they'd say you're old. Of course they would. No, they don't. I'm not saying they think I'm young, but I'm saying I'm shocked that I know so much about. What's going now? When they talk about YouTubers and stuff like that, there's a couple of YouTubers they like. Like Ryan Trehar is a really funny one. Danny Gonzalez is another funny one that huh. I like. But they know all these YouTubers, and I'm like, huh? How do you know all these people? The same way that you knew, you know, hip hop artists or right. you know, MTV VJs. Yeah, that's theirs. That that is their arena of who yeah. they know. I, I that's why I I know that my kids think I'm old. That's why I'm very careful. Like at football games, I don't go talk to their friends or anything like that. Oh. But their friends have come talk to me. I'm like, that's very respectful. Thank you. Now I have tried to connect with the children. Yeah. I even told the kids, I was like, why don't you put on one of your uh, YouTube channels? I'll watch you with you. <laughs> How long does that last? About 19 seconds. <laughs> I said, this is garbage. Oh, this is garbage, and this sucks. Before I pretend like I'm in a good mood today, I think it's time to say goodbye. You don't need to stand up, Wood. In my mind, I am. I know you're not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was going to try and get the boat running. The Bluegill, my 1975 StarCraft boat. Mm-hmm. My cousin Steven came over who has a knack for that sort of thing because I wouldn't even know what I was doing. An engine guy. Right. He's like, pull it out in the driveway. Let's take a look. I hook it up, get the hose hooked up, everything else, ready to go, battery fully charged, because I figured we'd be trying to start it many times. He goes, oh, hold up a second. Starts pulling hunks of metal out of the motor. He goes, yeah, and I, I may get the terms wrong here, which anybody who knows about motors will know instantly, but there's a connecting rod that makes the piston move up and down, right? Ah, uh, yes. That part I know I got right. Mm. <laughs> that connecting rod came off the shaft that turns it that makes it go up and down. <laughs> And blew right through the side of the motor. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, that's what happens with my shaft a lot. <laughs> you blow right out the uh, side, huh? Yeah, yeah. Either way, he was like, yep, yeah, that's it. She's done. So all these times that I was like, ah, oh, the bluegill's done. And then even yesterday, as much as I was saying, like, oh, I want it to be done. I was like, you know what? I, I can maybe get on the water a couple more times this year. That's right. And as soon as he saw that, he was like, no, this boat's toast. Or the motor's toast. And everyone's like, well, get a new motor. I'm like, I like the sentiment. I really do. Mm -hmm. But this boat, it's got a crack in the transom. It's got a hole in the bottom where my brother put the new floor in and drilled right through the bottom of the boat. Oh, yeah. It's got its issues. Mm -hmm. You know, it sank a few times. It's some rotten. The the seats are completely rotten in the thing. There's a, you know, black mold here and there. It's almost started on fire last year Mm -hmm. or this summer. So it's maybe, maybe just time to say, all right. See you later. It sounds as if the boat wants to go. It wants to go, yeah. right? It's asking me in its own special way, let me go. It's time, Re- Kelly. Release it. You've honored your father enough. And me and my cousin Stephen were sitting there talking yesterday. Like, my dad bought that boat 20 years ago. When so- he got back from, like, Nam. <laughs> right. He actually may have had the boat in Nam. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a patrol boat. So he so he bought it 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, it was already 30 years old, right? Uh-huh. So he bought it, restored it completely. It looked beautiful when he was done with it. Then uh, for 15 years, we used it. Then he passed away. I took it over. Stole it. What's that? Stole it. I didn't. No one else wanted it. That's fair. No one else wanted the headache. So then I took it and got five more years out of it. So my family got 20 years out of this boat. It's time. All in all, that's a hell of a run. It's a hell of a run, right? Mm-hmm. For a boat that I think my dad paid 500 bucks for? I think that's a solid buy. Yes. Now, And I'll be honest with you. My family, not a huge boating family. Right. Right, I now, get it. But we I had I, a boat, and I don't know if we would say we got our money's worth out of said boat. And right. I don't know if many people get their money's worth out of their boat. Well, here's the, I mean, that's the thing, though, is I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up around lakes constantly. Mm-hmm. And so you almost had to have, I mean, most, I bet, I bet 80% of people listening now have some sort of boat in their life. Whether it be just a, a aluminum fishing boat or a nice pontoon or the whatever. cousin's got a boat. Right. Something like that. I get that. 
So I, I just, it, can I just say one? May I wax poetically for a moment? I think you need to. I was telling my wife, because my wife was like, are you really sad? I was like, well, one, I'm sad because I don't really have the money to buy a new one. Mr. Boy. And boating is is something that I love. To I, I, it's, I look forward to it every year. As soon as April hits, man, I'm, I'm out there making sure things are working and everything else. Putting your awkward selfie photos on Facebook with right. no shirt on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know the people look forward to those. Just <laughs> scrolling through. Oh, <laughs> God, where's that? Where's that parental advisory button? But when I first moved back to Minnesota, I was having a very hard time with it, and that boat got me through those times where I was like, "All right, I absolutely love this. Mm-hmm. So this is something I can hang my hat on that I love that can get me through the times where I'm not feeling so good." And this year is the first year you figured out how to load the boat by yourself, too. Right. So a little I need, independence. So I didn't need my family whining and crying about being out on the boat all the time. I got to go do it on my own. As they white-knuckled it. Right. Thinking, <laughs> well, this is it. <laughs> Goodbye. Either way, mm-hmm. I, the, the boat, now I, just, now I don't know what the hell to do with it. Well, people are texting in ideas already. Like, Jen texted in, use the boat at your cabin, but use it off the water. I, I don't have a cabin. Doesn't your family? No. We rent one in the uh, summertime, and they don't want that hunk of crap sitting up there. You just leave that laying about. Yeah. Okay. And people just keep saying turning it into a planter. I'm not doing that. No? I don't want some old boat sitting in my yard. <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty white trash, but even I have my limits. Drag it in the backyard. It'll fit next to that cabin in your neighbor's backyard. I, sh- I should ask if they want it. Probably would. Since you guys put a cabin in your backyard, you want a boat to go along with it? Could you turn it in? Now, again, this would take someone who is Handy. quite talented, but could you turn that into like some sort of like tabletop? Oh, okay. well, I mean, it's 16 feet long. You don't have to use the entire thing, man. You could just cut it in half. I, I'm not doing that, Wood. Okay. Did you just meet me? I'm not doing that. Well, I'm just saying, maybe there's somebody out there that would do that. Because, like, you know, old T-shirts, you can turn that into, like, a quilt, right? Right. So that's cool. Is there a way to maybe repurpose this into something? Again, not totally familiar with the boat. Could you cut off, like, a half of it and well, turn that into, like, a picnic table? Plus, I don't want to be cutting into fiberglass and everything, you know. I'm not going to lie to you. You're already riding in that thing. Trust me. You got enough asbestos in your system to get you in to the good Lord. All right. At this point in time, you're just you're playing the waiting game. So yeah, I, other people texting in. You'd be surprised what people are willing to take on Facebook Marketplace. No, Kelly is the one who takes all the free yeah, crap. Kelly's just beginning to get to himself. Oh, my God. We have so much free crap at our house right now from Facebook Marketplace. Steve, bring it to Recycling Center. I don't know, Steve. I think that's like where you bring in the TV and you they charge you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call that place. In Hackensack, Tim's Outboard Service. I'm going to say, look, I got a boat. It, it, it Half the parts on this motor are from you guys. Do, do you want it? You, you can have it, and you guys can parcel this motor out, mm-hmm. And but just you take the boat and get rid of it for me. Oh, wow. You wouldn't even like charge. No, I'd just be like, can I, I just want to get rid of it. I guarantee you, you put it on Facebook like free. That would hurt my feelings too much, though. Why? I don't know. It just Oh, you are the same one who cried over a Hyundai being towed off. I didn't cry about the Hyundai being towed off, but I had a lot of good memories in that car. I have a lot of good memories in this boat. Laura, cut off the top quarter or top the top quarter off. I look, I can't read, all right? I'm all hopped up on cough medicine. And turn it into a bookshelf. Kelly doesn't read. That's not true. I read one book a year. Oh, look, there's six books. That's six years of work, guys. Uh, Mary Beth takes us to take it to the junkyard. At least they'll pay you something uh, for it at a recycling place. Okay. Janelle says make a raised garden. I don't know if I'm eating any cilantro coming out of that boat, no, though. I, it, there's too much, like you said, black mold in there and everything else. What I might do, the only part I might keep is like the little uh, navigation, or whatever they call it on the front. The that gr- little front light you need? The green and red light. I might just keep that. And then that's about it. Like, that's all I need. You know what? Now that you just said that, and maybe I'm just operating on a level of NyQuil and yes. adrenaline. What if you turn that into like a Christmas ornament? Oh, that's a great idea. It's green and red. Yeah. That's a hell of an idea. I need to lay down. I, I, I yeah. used way too much of my brain wow. power today. I did not expect that out of you today in your current state. That was solid. Steve says, hey, Steve is offering you 100 bucks for it. Come on. Uh, Steve, come on. You can follow me home. It's all yours. Maybe this is what we'll sell raffle tickets for to auction off at the Killingwood Christmas party. <laughs> You can't leave it at the Raleigh's parking lot. You got to drag it out. Yeah, Raleigh's does not want that thing sitting in their parking Actually, lot. Actually, being Raleigh's, he'll probably put it up on like a pole somewhere or Make something. Make a decoration out yeah. of it. <laughs> but you know what? Well, you, thank you. To all, I didn't expect to get that many texts about it this morning. Thank you. You got your money out of it. You got that that time and oh, efforts with the family. 
That's a win. I'm serious. That that boat to me was something very special. And it was because it was my dad's and, you know. What if you could find a motor for 500 bucks? But that's the thing. Everybody was saying that, but it's got so many structural issues, too, like with the track crack transom and right. everything else. But it's got 500 bucks and big deal. It but starts it, to go oh, down. I, but then I, I don't know what. I, look, it's all fresh. OK. All right. Like when, when someone passes away, you don't go to them the next day and ask what they're going to do with the inheritance. I, I'm, I'm literally at the wake. So <laughs> got a load coming to you, don't you, buddy? <sighs> but anyway, thank you to everyone who has been so supportive mm. in my stories of the bluegill. And what will the next boat be? I don't know. Bluegill 2? I was about to say, you're going to carry over the name? The Stugats? <laughs> Every, everyone hates the name Radio Waves for a boat. I thought it was good. That sucks. <laughs> I'm in the business, man. Why does it suck? Why does it suck? It's Radio Waves. Corny. Uh, that is such a... Ugh. <laughs> it's an ick. Does it yeah. give you the ick? Yeah. All right. Look, it, it was just... I didn't put it on anything. It was just an idea. I'm like, hey, kids, let's go throw a rock at that guy. All right, this is getting so boring. I apologize. But hey, they, you, you worked through it, man. Yeah, but thank you to everybody. Hopefully, honest to God, thank you to the Bluegill. That yeah. has given us more show prep and things like that than you'd ever know. <laughs> right. So, von Bayage, you hunk of crap. Von Bayage. Mm-hmm. Huh? Look, dude, I'm out of my mind. I don't even know where we're going this with show, any of this. This show's going to suck today. I'm sad. You're sick. This may never even make the podcast. <laughs> I think it should. That that sucked. I'm sorry, everyone. When did a bird get in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wood, let's do some history, man. Let's do something we know how to do. Bluegill returns for the next boat boat name. I mean, I could call it the Bluegill 2. I like know. the returns better. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. Okay. But if it's not blue, then it doesn't really make any sense. Oh, right, here's a great text. First time texter donated to a school for kids to work on in shop class. If I can do that, I would love to do that. I would love. Do they even do outboard? Like, do they even teach kids outboard motor repair? I don't know. Probably like technical colleges. All right, there you go. Maybe what they fix it. The bluegill <laughs> rises. They come back next semester. Then they bring it back to me. Yeah. No. Hell. <laughs> That's great. Works even better. All right. Well, let's move on. I'm, on. I'm boring everyone to tears right now. Mm. Uh, it was in this day in 1983. The first American-made. Gasoline-powered automobile is road tested. I, was about to say, I thought that was the bluegill fired up again. Oh, I wish it sounded that good. Mm. I don't. The, the connecting rod blew through the cylinder wall. Maybe does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. That's a good runner right there. That's one cylinder popping right mm-hmm. there. That's one more than I got. Uh, it was on this day in 1977 we got the phrase "jump the shark." Shark pots? Yeah. How could you accept the challenge? It wasn't me, it was you. I know, I know. <laughs> the Fonz jumped a shark on Happy Days, forever immortalizing the phrase jumping the shark as a metaphor for when something has passed its peak. Right. Usually when they bring in a kid on a show or a, a dog or whatever. And, you know, and there, there was a website out there once. Now, you want to allow me to tell you a story here please i've dominated this oh when i was interning at a sports station we did like this theme week one time whatever and we did, we got like the 80s or something so we decided to get some television stars on from the 80s yeah and one of the people i ran down because that was my job as the intern is to find people that would come on the show was ted mcginley now he was named like the patron saint of jumping the shark like the grim reaper like if he showed up on a show and it was some reason, like, so he was like, uh, what was his name on uh, Married Show? It was like Jefferson, Jefferson Darcy. Yeah. Because remember, there was a, their neighbor was like a different guy then yep. he got swapped out. And when he came on, this, everyone deemed it as like, that jumped the shark. Yeah. I was told by his agent, period, point blank, if you mention jump the shark with Ted, he'll hang up on you. Yeah, because he was on he was on Happy Days. Mm-hmm. He was on uh, Married with Children. Right. I think he was on another show that yeah. they brought him in right before it got canceled. There was other like a sitcom that he was on and that he got brought on. And they is and the agent was like, like I'm not joking around with you. Like I'm be, I'm telling you ahead of time because this happens a lot. If you bring it up, he 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 gets really mad and he will hang up the phone. Well, he you know. If he's giving you his time. No, it, well, it, we didn't do it, but I just found that amazing that this dude took it like that seriously, yeah. and that almost, because he he's not a bad actor. I, like, I liked him as Jefferson on Married with Children. hilarious, yeah. And I don't know, man. I, so whenever I hear that Married, or the Jump the Shark thing, I think of that, and I'm like, yeah. ah, that, kinda, that can stick with somebody. I wonder what he's doing today. 
Man, probably sitting around MFing people. That like, man's waiting for a show to. <laughs> I had to jump that shark, didn't you, Fonzie? <laughs> That's such a funny scene too, because Fonz has his leather jacket on. Oh, it's so bad. It's just cringe. And you can tell up. it's in a pool. Yeah. In the back of you know the ABC <laughs> parking lot. Uh, it was on this day in 1998, and so a young Ryan Miner will start at third base, and we apparently will see the end of the Ripken streak. Cal Ripken sat out a game ending his consecutive MLB game-playing streak. Cal, Iron Man Ripken played 2,632 consecutive games. Which is a bonker stat. Does that still, does that still oh, yeah. stand to this day? And that will... I can't imagine that being broken before I pass away. Well, it seems like, from what I know from the podcast I work on, it seems like athletes are getting softer as time goes on. Well, and, you know, like we talked about this a little bit. Everyone's getting so big and so strong and so tight muscle-wise. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You're talking about a guy who never pulled a hamstring or, you know, like me, got up and didn't feel well that day. The more impressive streak is Joe Thomas of the Cleveland Browns. He played something like 10,360 snaps in a row. He never missed a snap. Jeez. I mean, you think about it, never got rolled up on, never had an equipment issue, and he played all those snaps straight, especially in the trenches. I mean, you see it all the time where, you know, you're blocking a guy and somebody rolls up behind you. Yeah. Boom, and didn't miss a snap. I find that more impressive than the Cal Ripken one. Well, and the yeah. Cal Ripken one is crazy impressive. Yeah, and so that's uh, that happened on this day in 1998. And that's it. The birthdays today, there's not even any worth mentioning. Come on. There's not, dude. Not a single one. I've already bored everyone to tears with my stupid boat story. That's I'm not, not gonna, true I'm not going to bring up birthdays that no one cares about. Okay. Well, There's usually at least one. We're already walking the razor's edge here. Yeah, we can do. I'm so... Goofed out of my mind. I won't even remember this show anyways. Yeah, if you don't know, Wood is extremely sick right now. But was work. Yes. And that's why I'm here. Yeah, you're just going to complain all morning long and just suck the energy out of the room. It's your job. All right. Let's... <laughs> why? You know I'm in morning. Yeah. You know I'm in morning. I should have let that one go. Yeah.